Well, the Big 12 Conference may very well be on the verge of expansion once again, and I'm here to love it, and I hope you are as well. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com, is how you find us covering this league from top to bottom, and my goodness, what a last few days it's been. So by now, you may have seen the reports that um, the Big 12 believes that it can add the four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. That is in a new report from The Athletic. Apparently, Pac-12 Commissioner George Kliakov is facing pressure to deliver a new media rights deal to his members by the end of this month. If the money's underwhelming by the end of March, that may be the time when the Big 12 finally strikes. Per The Athletic, Sources briefed on the discussion say the conference has been in recent contact with the Four Corner Schools, which has renewed optimism that convincing them to join is possible. I have been a fan of the Four Corners for a very long time. I've been a fan of adding these four teams out of the Pac-12 for a very long time because geographically it makes sense, culturally it's a fit, and it would create an outstanding 16-team league And it would be right up there. It wouldn't be the SEC. It probably wouldn't be the Big Ten. But I'll tell you right now, if you were to compare that theoretical Big 12 to that Big Ten, yes, the Big Ten would still have more blue bloods, but the Big 12 would certainly have a better basketball product. And it's very clear that Brett Yormark believes that basketball is underrated, undervalued on the open market when it comes to these TV contracts and that that may be a way for the league and for the future of this league to call itself a power three conference, which is incredibly smart, by the way, Uh, the, the more, I mean, every single day, I'm not trying to wax poetic every time we come on this show and talk about Brett Yormark, but my goodness, I mean, the guy, (laughs) every movie's making, you got to just love it. If you're a big 12 fan. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, okay, If you've listened to this show for a while, you know I'm an advocate for the Four Corners. The two Arizona schools, uh, Utah, it creates a holy war with BYU that's a conference game every single year. That will be must-watch primetime television for ESPN or potentially Fox, I suppose. And then you bring Colorado back to the Big 12. Let me say it just one more time. For those of you that hate the idea of Colorado because you say, they left us, screw them, we don't want them back, we don't want to be you know, anywhere near Colorado. you got to look beyond the pettiness of yesterday and look to tomorrow. I know that there's a lot of elitists at Colorado who think they're better than the Big 12, who think that they are or the Big 12 is beneath them, who think that they are of the ilk of Stanford and Cal and UCLA and USC. Don't get me wrong. Those people exist at Colorado. They absolutely do. They've leaked to the press. Um, They exist. They're real. But does that mean that as a Big 12 conference, if they are flailing, if they have nowhere to go, and it's in the best interest of the Big 12 to make this move, you're not going to make it? I am. I'm bringing back some of those Big 12 North matchups with K-State and KU and Iowa State. I'm bringing them back. I want to see them. I want to see some of the old Big 12 matchups, Oklahoma State, Colorado. You know, in a day and age when rivalries are having to be rebuilt and revamped because of conference realignment, bringing back a familiar foe is something I've always been open to. 
I've always been willing to let bygones be bygones in what I think would be the best interest of this league. And you ask any Big 12 fan, they will tell you, an old school Big 12 fan, they will tell you that Boulder was always an outstanding road trip. And that was long before the weed was legal there. Long before that. So this is like, you know, going back in the old school days of the Big 12. People loved that road trip. You know, I used to work in Oklahoma, and you ask OU fans, they loved going to Boulder. Oklahoma State fans had a blast. And then, yes, you add the media markets of Denver, of Phoenix and Tucson, of Salt Lake City, and you're bringing in solid markets with very good fan bases and large alumni bases as well. You've got schools like Arizona State that has 70-something thousand undergrads in it. Right? Arizona is a forty to 50,000 undergrad school. Utah, big school. Colorado, big school. Um, and then you add in, of course, the basketball angle as well. And with Brett Yormark being so hot on the basketball side of things, this makes all the sense in the world. Arizona is a great basketball addition. Frankly, this league will be upgrading from a basketball perspective if you bring in Houston, right? And you bring in Arizona, just to name a couple, you know, Houston, we know is coming. Arizona, we'll see what happens here. But you're bringing in, I mean, Arizona is not quite a blue blood, but it's probably just on the outside looking over the last 25 to 30 years, right? That's a great addition. You got KU Arizona, if you're the Big 12, on a Saturday in, you know, January and February, that's must-watch basketball. The Big 12 is going to have outstanding hoops if you bring in Arizona. So this was a huge report on, uh, this came down late last week, if they can pull this off. Now the Pac-12 is still confident, apparently, or at least some within the Pac-12 are confident, that they can get something done. But man, oh man, you got to be looking this and saying to yourself, if you're the Big 12, you are in as good a position as you have ever been in when it comes to adding and potentially putting to bed the Pac-12. And if you knock off the Pac-12, there is no more Power 5. The Power 5 is done. The Power 5 is over. The Power 5 is not going to exist. It will be a Power 3.5. You want to call the ACC a Power Conference? Fine. But you're going to have three clear 16-team conferences, the SEC, the Big 10, and the Big 12. The Big 12 is probably still third of those three, but it's definitely a better basketball conference. Now, the Pac-12 is in a weird position. It's trying to save face right now. They're using their boy, John Canzano, who has become the Pac-12 media mouthpiece. And he reported on Friday afternoon that Pac-12 officials are exploring four expansion schools. SMU and San Diego State are in the quartet. Colorado State may also be among the candidates, and he does not know who that fourth school is. Here's the thing. Somebody's going to end up looking like a total clown here. Either the Canzanos of the world or the Athletics of the world, which was Mandel and some others. One of these two sides is going to look horrible. They can't both be right. Now, I know who my money's on. My money is not on John Canzano. There's no way. I mean, you look at the Pac-12 media sheep and what they've been right and wrong on the last several months. They basically have been wrong on everything. They have poo-pooed the Big 12 media deal. They said it was no big deal. It wasn't really a needle mover. It's okay that Brett Yormark beat George Kleokop to the punch. You know, they have been making cases like that for a very long time. And they have been 
wrong every step of the way. So why would I suddenly you know, believe that their reporting is going to be accurate, their reporting is going to make any sense, or their reporting is going to be all that honest? I just cannot buy that right now. I'm not saying the people are you know, being lied to by them, but I think that they have their sources in the Pac-12, and they always have their rose-colored glasses on. And that's just not what's happened for this league over the last several months. Canzano also reports here that this does not mean the Pac-12 will definitely add four schools via expansion. It just means that the board gave the green light to kick the tires on four possible additions. What have you been doing for nine months? Kick the tires on four additions? You've been down. USC and UCLA, you know, since last August, you knew that they were going to be gone come next year, what have you been, you just decided to kick the tires on four schools? This is the problem. There is zero leadership, zero leadership in the Pac-12, from the presidents to the ADs to Klyovkov and the rest of the Pac-12 office. I mean, it is a sinking ship, man. Oh, let's kick the tires on four teams after we, uh, you know, are what, eight months removed from knowing UCLA and USC are gone coming up next year? My goodness. So also what we've got here, academic fit and cultural fit are high among the Pac-12 expansion criteria, reports Canzano. But conference expansion is really about adding media value. If the Pac-12's potential media partners don't view expansion candidates as adding monetary value, the conference will stay at 10. Yeah, see, this is this is where this also gets a little messy, hairy, whatever you want to call it. So apparently Pac-12 presidents think that academics are what drive people to TV to watch college sports. And I hate to break it to them, but they don't. You can brag about research institutions, SAT scores, and GPAs all you want. When you sit down to watch a college football game on a Saturday, you sit down to watch a college basketball game during the week in the winter time. nobody cares about the GPA of the school. Nobody cares about what you're researching in the science department. Nobody cares what the average SAT is right now to get into that school. They are watching because of the entertainment on the field or on the court. Academics be damned. That may be news to some of the Pac-12, but it's a fact. Find me one person who is watching college sports due to the academics of the institution. They don't exist. Nobody does that. No normal person operates that way. And if the Pac-12 is still in this weird place that's stuck in 2002 of, we want to be with like-minded, high-end research institutions. And I'm not knocking high-end institutions, but it's not what anyone cares about when it comes to media rights deals in college sports. People want good products. They want multiple TV time slots. They want eyeballs on the screens. And that's it. The Pac-12 presidents, whoever these folks are, who are still of this mindset of, we need cultural fits and and we need academic fits, uh, tell them to get out of the way or that conference is going to sink and it's going to sink fast. I mean, it's already sinking fast. It's really going to sink even faster if they don't get out of the way. Now, cultural fits I get. Like I, That's why I've also thought for the Big 12, um, the Arizona schools feel like cultural fits. Utah feels somewhat like a cultural fit. Colorado, many of you may say, hey, they identify more with California than the Big 12 schools. Okay, you can make that case they want to. You know, I mean, we know that Denver and the Boulder area has been flooded with 
Californians, and that's unfortunate for a multitude of reasons, but neither here nor there. Uh, you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, they certainly view themselves more in line with California than, say, the heartland. But in the end, they know the Big 12, they've been a part of the Big 12, and I think that they culturally fit the Big 12 uh, more than they lead on, more than probably they want to admit, more than a lot of people around the institution would want to admit. But I think everybody will get over that really quickly, and that will be a moot point before long. So this is enormous uh, for the Big 12, and this is a big deal in terms of what the next few weeks may bring. March Madness may not just be about what happens on the basketball court. March Madness may also be about whatever happens in conference realignment. This month is going to be buckers. So be sure to stay tuned right here at Heartland College Sports to everything that's going on. Now, something else that came out of uh, this report this week that I want to share with you is that Brett Yormark is in apparently, now this is the report, he is in deep discussions with Gonzaga about a Big 12 move. Now, that's a big deal. That's also part of the athletic report. Your Mark strongly believes basketball is undervalued in this latest round of television rights talks, according to The Athletic, and he's hinted at the possibility of separating it from football and selling those rights uniquely when the Big 12 next hits the open market in 2030-2031, which makes Gonzaga an attractive option. So basically, this is next-level thinking by Your Mark. This is Your Mark seeing into the future. And saying it's not just going to be about a Big 12 contract with ESPN and Fox. It will be a Big 12 football contract with ESPN and Fox. It could be a Big 12 basketball contract with Turner or TBS, uh, TNT, that whole group. Like, you could sell these media rights differently. You could sell football, and then you could sell basketball. I do believe, I see what he's saying. Like oftentimes you look at the Big East, the Big East contract is something like five to seven million dollars a year per school. Those are just basketball schools. The power fives are all we know 30, 40, 50 million dollars a year per school and they're football schools, or at least they have big time division one football. Is there that large of a disparity between basketball and football? Probably not. Not that large. And if you could justify having two separate contracts that ultimately work out better for the bottom line for everybody, and you're peeling these things off and you're going football here, you're going basketball there, I, that works out potentially enormously well for both sides, where you're selling off basketball and football separately. So that's another thing where you've got, Brett, I have not been a fan of Gonzaga and the Big 12, but that's oftentimes revolved around the idea that, first off, Gonzaga basketball is Mark Few. Mark Few is Gonzaga basketball. Mark Few goes away. I'm not convinced Gonzaga stays Gonzaga. So that's where I kind of question whether or not the Gonzaga thing in general works. And Mark Few, what, he's? I think he's around 60 years old. He's going to be almost 70 by the time we get to the next TV deal. Am I going to bank on Gonzaga then and Mark Few hanging around till he's 70? I, I'm not going to do it. But if your Mark is serious about this, then you can look at maybe some of the biggie schools. If you're serious about making this a super basketball conference, you can't compete with the SEC in football right now. Fine, we get that. But if you think value is in basketball and basketball is undervalued 
and you say, okay, if we can create this kind of super conference around basketball as well, and you look at the Big East, right? And you say, can I get Villanova? Is the ACC truly vulnerable? And if the ACC is vulnerable and suddenly that door is open, well, then the floodgates open up, right? What else do you look at from the Big East? Is UConn interested? UConn plays football, but it's independent since going back to the Big East. Do they say, hey, we know West Virginia from the old Big East days. We know Cincinnati from the old Big East days. That's attractive to us. They get into the conference for football. They have a great basketball pedigree. And suddenly, that door is open. That's where all this potentially weaves together very effectively for Brett Yormark. And this guy is playing chess, and I'm telling you, I mean, everybody else is playing checkers right now. Now, George Kliakoff, I, I mean, I don't know what he's playing. He might be playing, uh, <laughs> what's another like super simple board game that comes to mind that I played with my kid? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what, uh, what, what Brett Yormark is playing. Uh, or or George Kliakov is playing. Uh, nothing's coming to mind right now. I don't know. I haven't played a ton of board games just yet with the kids, but you know, you get where I'm going here. Your mark's playing chess, and everybody else is uh, playing checkers. That's what's happening right now. If you look at this league and look at what college sports is at today, he's being aggressive, and every Big 12 fan has got to look at this and say to themselves, we are lucky to have this guy on board. We are lucky to have this guy leading our conference because, man, oh, man, these next few weeks could be absolutely monumental for this conference and for this league and for the future of college athletics as we know it. So I'm here for it. It is going to be fantastic to watch. And uh, I hope that you'll be joining us for the entire ride because we got the Big 12 tournament coming up next week here in Kansas City, where I'm based out of. Um, and we will be rocking and rolling. We've got multiple reporters who are going to be here in town covering that thing. And then if conference expansion takes off, man, oh, man, oh, man, you better watch out. This thing is going to get absolutely bonkers on us potentially before long. Oh, and I'm I'm just going to eat it all up and enjoy every second of it, and I hope that you will as well. So let's see what happens here. Four corners could be in the mix, and then if the basketball floodgates open up, who the heck knows what this league looks like by Final Four weekend. I mean, we're, we're what, a month away from Final Four weekend, right? We got the Big 12 next week, then the first round, second round. Three weeks, what, three, four weeks from today, it is going to be Final Four weekend. And this conference could look very different. That is crazy to think about, but it's absolutely a reality. Let's look at some of your comments on YouTube. I hope you'll subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Brian writes, as much as I hate the super conferences, the four corner schools will make for a good addition. I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Brian, where I'm in this weird place where I miss what appeared to be a simpler time for college athletics with what um, you know was a simpler time geographically for the leagues, but it's over. Those days are done. Any of us thinking that those days are coming back are kidding ourselves. So what do we do for this conference to make sure every single one of our teams are as you know well off as possible, are in as strong a position as possible? And that's where I think that this move makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Jim writes about the markets, Denver, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, viable TV markets. Yeah, absolutely viable TV markets. Like the pack, that's the thing too. The Pac-12 thinks that adding SMU gives them the Dallas 
Fort Worth media market. That's like the Big Ten thinking that Rutgers gave them the, the New York City market. It didn't. It just didn't. The Pac-12 is not going to get a chunk of the Dallas-Fort Worth market by adding SMU. Heck, the Big 12 even struggles with TCU being right there in the Dallas-Fort Worth media market. I mean, TCU, and I love TCU. I'm a TCU guy. I mean, I'm not a TCU like alum or anything, but I like TCU just like I like all our Big 12 teams. But you ask anybody, like TCU's not getting the coverage of the Dallas Cowboys, the Mavericks. It's a pro town, the Rangers. Um, They're just not. And everybody knows that. SMU's not going to be owning the Dallas market for the Pac-12. That's a joke. It's about having key markets with rabid fan bases in important parts of the country that expand your value. Yes, Colorado does that, tapping into Denver. Salt Lake City, you have BYU, you have Utah, you got that on lockdown. You add in both Arizona schools, you got that state in a great place, Phoenix, Tucson. So it is a win-win from those perspectives all around. I'm with you there. For sure, Jim. Very good point. Uh, Parker writes, everyone's going to have to schedule around BYU. They don't play on Sundays. I I know. I mean, that's more of a problem for some of the other sports. Uh, I'm not too worried. That's going to work itself out. It's going to be just fine. It's going to be just fine. I'm Pete Mundo. Hey, thank you guys. Subscribe. Join the show. We appreciate you being here. And we will have many more videos and podcasts coming your way soon. If you're on the podcast, Leave that rating and review and subscribe. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get you hooked up with a free Heartland College Sports koozie. Jamie writes, Connect Four. That's the game I was thinking of. Way to end the show, Jamie. That's great. Brett Yormark's playing chess. Everybody else is playing checkers, and George Kliakoff is playing Connect Four. I love it, Jamie. Way to end the show with a bang, my man. That's well done on Facebook Live. You guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.